This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's Drink About It. I was thinking about it this week. You, you pair, you know, champagne with New Year's and mm-hmm. eggnog with, uh, I don't know, 4th of July or whatever. Um, <laughs> Nothing like a summer know. drink of eggnog. Ugh. Right. So so why not have drink pairings for everything else? Sure. I mean, and, and, and also because we need a reason to get together once a week and talk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, long, long game, just an excuse to, uh, ignore the, the warning signs about alcoholism, mm-hmm. you know, which is always funny to make fun of. Yeah. Well, this is the, the fine line we walk, Ben. That sure is. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we should, uh, get into it, eh? Let's get into her. I'm getting more Canadian every day. <laughs> Good. That's the goal. That's, that's our, that's our, uh, our secondary goal here is to make you more Canadian. All right, so uh, Chris, what's up with you? Oh, Ben, it's uh, well. It, this this isn't this isn't a, 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 the proudest moment of my life, but this week, uh, for the second time in as many months, I got stuck in my big winter jacket. Uh, <laughs> I I uh, was at a coffee shop meeting a friend of mine, and I, just as I walked in, I thought, oh no. Now I'm trying to take my jacket off. Like, no, not again. Like, not again. And the last time this happened was not very, it was in a public place, but it wasn't very uh, busy. It was just me on a train and an hour long journey of panic. But uh, this time I walked into a full coffee shop and, uh, well, um, yeah, I, I realized I, I'm going to need help. I can't, like, the zipper was up near my neck. I can't see. Like, it looked like I'm, you know, trying to just figure out what's going on. And so my friend, she comes over and, there's a mother, like a new mother sitting, and she's watching all this happen, and uh, she starts laughing, and I look at her, and I was like, yeah, like totally laughing too, like aware that this is rid- <laughs> ridiculous and embarrassing, but you know. So you, know, you knew that you didn't have a shot at this lady at the second she started laughing at you, right? Yeah, this new mother, I was out of, out of the picture, yeah, there's, there's yeah. no... Um, and she said, it's like you're a child. I said, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. I'm a child. I'm looking at this, like I literally just in the door and I'm looking at a full coffee shop, trying not to pay attention to who else is looking. And it didn't, I mean, I thought it was funny. It wasn't that big a deal really. But uh, uh, yeah, so my friend came over and got me out of my tough spot, but I, I was red in the face, quite warm actually. It's a moment of shame. Moment um, of shame. Now, it was this, this is the zipper was what, like, eating up some of the fabric from the backing. Yeah, you know exactly how this works. I, I see it's happened to you before. Yeah, I, I think everybody's probably had a had a zipper get stuck. It's, sure. it's, a, it's really just the worst in the winter, though, because, I mean, I feel like the thing that drives me insane about uh, New York is that the winter, in the winter, all the stores are, they have the heat cranked to as hot as they can make it in there. Mm-hmm. And in the summer, they have the AC cranked to as cold as they can make it in there. Yep. And so you're dressed for the part of the day where you're going from place to place. And then you just couldn't be less comfortable when you're actually, <laughs> you know, in the gap looking at underpants or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, the, that's exactly, you walk in, I mean, it happened on the, it was worse on the train. When it happened on the train, I was by myself and I'm looking at, yeah. it was nighttime, so I'm looking at the reflection of myself in the glass and like, 
just imagining what everyone, I mean, there was maybe four other people on the train, but just the sheer, like I was sweating. My blood pressure went through the roof. I'm like, oh, I'm claustrophobic. All of a sudden I'm trapped in this thing that was supposed to be helping me, but all of a sudden I'm sweating and thinking about the hour long train ride I have ahead of me, you know, anyway. That's a nightmare. Nightmare. Um, um, how about yourself, Ben? What, uh, what's been happening on your end? Um, well, my, my thing this week is uh, I've decided to get a whole bunch of clothes uh, repaired. I have a lot of uh, you know jackets where buttons have popped off and pants where the pockets are falling out. And I'm going to go with a heap of clothing to my local, uh, my local tailor and have things mended. Now, you you had said to me that it was instead of getting rid of them. Now, if if in the past, if a, a, a jacket lost a button, would you say, well, time for a new jacket? No, I mean, I know how to put a button on, but, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, a couple of these things I've put buttons on more than once. and mm-hmm. So you don't really know how to that, put a button on? Well... Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe it's bad craftsmanship on my part. But my my thinking is that the, like, I have a a corduroy jacket in particular that I love. It's a really cool jacket, but the uh, the threads like pull through the corduroy when uh, when I wear it with a sweater. You know, it's like too mm-hmm. much pressure on the buttons, and mm-hmm. I think that like maybe some sort of reinforcement needs to be put put in place. Uh, and and. Is this again going back to your? You know, said you said you used to get rid of clothes. Is this just like a new a new leaf for you, or is this something? Uh, is it a you know, as like last week, it was a matter of economics. Is this just something like I don't want to buy new clothes. I'm just yeah, going to repair well, the ones I have, or is it a, an th- attachment? I don't think any of this. You know, maybe pants I would have gotten rid of in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I wore through the crotch of these. I'm gonna just go get a new pair of pants. But I, I've. I've got uh, pants that I like, and if they didn't uh, provide far too easy of access, I think uh, <laughs> I think I would keep them. So I don't can, see any reason not, why not to get them fixed. Can we stay on the blown out crotch of pants for a minute? Yeah, it's something that happens to me, dude. Me too. And, and I, I'm, I thought, you know, what is it? Like, I, what am I doing? I mean, the jeans I'm wearing right now. Rod tell me, it. tell me this, Chris. Is is this a ph- phenomenon that is crept up on you in the last decade or so? I'd say or, so. Or is this I, no, something that so. you've dealt no, with for a long no, time? No, definitely not. As a kid, I wasn't like, what's going on with my tiny pants? No, I, I, right. I definitely so, as I've gotten older. That's. A, I think that they are making pants with weak, weak crotches now because I have <sighs> been like the last, you know, 10 years ago, it never happened once. Yeah. And now it's like the reliably the way my pants fail is <laughs> crotch crotch blowout is it is it pretty much how you set your watch now it's just uh, oh it's been 12 months right gotta, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I have a self-winding watch so i need to wear it every day and <laughs> you know when i when it comes time to you know occasionally i'll notice that it you know the sun is is uh in the apex of the sky and uh and it, the hands are not pointing to noon but if i, <laughs> yeah. if I have a, a pants crotch blowout situation happening i can I can wind it and see. Well, I mean, I, I think you, you're a bit of a clothes horse, as it's as it's known. Uh, you've got a lot of clothes, yes. Um, I don't have a lot. I don't have uh, you know Jesse Thorne level wardrobe. But okay. Well, how how uh, let me ask you, how many pairs of pants do you have? Uh, well, I recently got two, which 
doubled the number of okay all right well so like daily pants you know i have a couple of pairs of pants that are more dress up suit pants or whatever but i guess daily yeah you're right daily pants is what i was after i mean i have i really only have two pairs of pants yeah I've, i've recently gotten fatter too so i had two pairs of khakis that uh don't get put in circulation anymore because they uh pinch my belly <laughs> oh poor ben yeah what uh what do you have for me this week um it was a tough it was a tough week for me picking a drink out for you because uh the first one i sent you which i thought was pretty much perfect uh it was, was by the name alone it was perfect was a crazy drink yeah. that would have forced you to buy four or five bottles of alcohol and do an infusion yeah which you know we'll do infusions and and you know I, make shrubs and things i was in the up future for it. of this show but you know that was a little bit much for for this week um so i uh i had to go back to the drawing board which you know i was in the throes of depression for for a good 12 hours there because <laughs> i was really bummed out yeah that, uh, my you know but i i think that i came about as close um in terms of being spot on with my second round draft pick and uh yes and it's only got two ingredients um so the drink that i came up with for you is called the rabbit fernet coat mm-hmm. which is a a bit of a mouthful i found this on uh some crazy cocktail website um let me see if i should probably pull it up and give credit to the guy that invented it i think um, i i was going to su- suggest that maybe we do in future just say where we got the drink from uh in the show notes or something because yeah, I mean, obviously we'll link we're, to it from the show notes that's yeah, a good point and we're going to we're going to obviously be looking at multiple different sites sometimes maybe just the one site cuz i found one that seems to be really good um but yeah. well we'll talk about that later we don't yeah. want to uh you know give give away advertising on our smash no. Hit podcast no smash hit yeah uh, <laughs> So the, the 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 recipe here is two ounces of fernet branca, which mm-hmm. is a uh, an Italian uh, amaro, a mm-hmm. uh, high alcohol, low low sugar amaro, mm-hmm. um, and then six ounces of oatmeal stout, which is a type of beer that I personally find a little tough to drink which is saying a lot because i can drink almost anything yeah i mean i i love the taste of uh, an oatmeal stout but it's true i think in terms of longevity i mean I, i'm good for one or two bottles or a pint yeah. or two and then it's it become my, my dad used to say it starts to taste like medicine and, and yeah it it definitely doesn't fall into the category of nummy it's no. a it's an acquired taste and and something that one drinks sparingly, generally speaking. Yeah. But uh, combined together, I thought this was a really cool one because it looks like coffee. Yeah. Uh, it's got a little bit of a crema on top from the head of the beer, and then mm-hmm. the body of it is is coffee black. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, and so I figured you're in this coffee shop, you know, mm-hmm. encased in your coat. This yeah. is a a cool beverage that nobody is going to be the wiser they're going to think you're drinking coffee and uh you know the 
the shame that you're experiencing is, I think, mimicked a little bit by the flavor profile of the beverage. Uh, you know, it's funny. Or hopefully, I, I, I don't know. I, You'll have to react to that later. Yes, uh, and I, I guess we'll we'll just go from that to. I mean, I, I want to talk about Fernet, but I'll save that because I have had Fernet a number of times, and there's something to be said about it. But anyway, we'll go into we'll go into into your drink. Uh, for you this week, I picked uh, something called a million dollar cocktail, and uh, that was more to do with uh, obviously the name of the cocktail and how it'll reflect how you look. You know, uh, rather than being shabby and missing buttons and things, you're gonna look, as the drink suggests, like a million bucks or just shy. But there was no just shy of a million dollar cocktail, so we'll just go <laughs> with the million dollar yeah. cocktail. Uh, yeah. And that's and that's a gin drink, and that's based on your love of gin. I do love I do love me some gin. Yeah, and, and well, I'll give you the uh, ingredients now. It's an ounce and a half of gin, uh, three quarter ounces of sweet vermouth, two teaspoons of pineapple juice, one teaspoon of grenadine, and one egg white. And that's a uh, you shake that with ice and strain it into a cocktail glass. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to try this out. I uh, I don't know how they deal with, deal with it in Canada in. The United States, I think it's a little bit illegal for them to serve things with uncooked eggs. Is it? It may be a state-to-state thing. I was told in a bar in California once that uh, the drink that I was being served was not on the menu because it was technically a violation of law for them to sell it. But uh, a, we, we, I guess we're just a, we're kind of like a lawless society up here. We just drink raw eggs like it's nobody's business. Wild, wild north. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, I'm going to go mix this bad boy up and uh, we'll come back in a few. Benny, how did that go? Was it a smooth Uh, operation? Yeah, it's a bit of a a bit. It's always a bit um, tricky to to separate an egg from the yolk. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not super tricky, but <laughs> it's tricky. You know, it's tricky at two in the morning and you've been drinking all night, but uh, exactly like, you know, and you don't necessarily want to try and grapple with the idea that maybe an eggshell went into your cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but, the uh, the color of this is really beautiful and, uh, I'm excited to taste it. So let's dive in. All right. Go for it. Hmm. <laughs> Yum. Wow. Not entirely what I expected. You know, what what's the surprising element? I don't know. Well, it's it's just uh it's an interesting drink because I think, you know, the base spirit and the aromatic are gin and sweet vermouth, which uh, you know, those I feel like I keep in one category of cocktails in my brain whereas mm-hmm. pineapple juice definitely and to a lesser extent <laughs> grenadine I keep in a different a different silo you know it's it's like it's a weird drink it's like england and and tahiti had a baby perfect that's (laughs) perfect but it's delicious it's uh it does taste like a million bucks i'll give it that oh awesome that's great i had some um some homemade grenadine on hand because i had a party a couple of months ago and i made a huge batch of grenadine for it (laughs) and thinking that that uh rum cocktails were going to be the hit of the evening but 
in uh, true party fashion, all anybody was drinking was vodka and whiskey. So, <laughs> oh, a vodka, a vodka whiskey cocktail, huh? Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that happened, but I, I might have had to slap that out of somebody's hands. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the, I guess the grenadine. It, it's funny when you were going to pick my drink. I thought the only drink that was suitable would be uh, Shirley Temple. Sure. Because it made me feel like a child. And, right. And then uh, the week that we're recording this, obviously, was the passing of Shirley Temple, who is someone I did not know was still alive. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I felt like uh, the timeliness of that, you know, we're, we don't know when, when we're even going to start releasing these, if ever. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I figured I would uh, avoid the, the obvious. Yeah, well, I suppose but, uh, maybe maybe... Yeah, giving away like we're actually dating this by talking about it. So we all just stop talking about it. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, What are you doing? You're blowing up our spot. Well, one thing interesting I wanted to say about gin, and I don't know if you know this, but the output of gin in England around 1720 was such that, well, first of all, they were making 12 million liters uh, in a city with a population of 600,000 people. So that meant that technically. Every man, woman, and child, uh, <laughs> not necessarily in that order, could drink a ha- more than a half a liter of gin a week. Holy moly! There you go. And I, I, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole history of obviously the gin uh, gin becoming the thing in England, and you know, you can either we can link to something or you can look it up. But it was uh, I found that was a standout uh, uh, fact. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, a. <laughs> And Sometimes let's face- when you hear those things about about how much Europeans used to drink, it's uh, just staggering. Well, it's, that's not to say they were drinking. Like there weren't children drinking more than half a liter of gin a week. You know, I, I mean, yeah. yeah you, do you uh, have any idea what country on earth currently holds the title of most alcoholic? I don't. I could be wrong about this, but I think I recently read that South Korea has it like with a bullet. It's they they drink like almost twice as much as. Americans or Canadians. Hmm. And that's saying something. That is definitely saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, tell me how you're liking uh, how you're liking your crazy ass drink. Oh, Ben, Ben, Ben. Well, <laughs> last week I expected to not like the drink. This week I expected to not like the drink. Last week I was surprised. This week I'm not. <laughs> when, when I was probably around five or six years old, I went into the bathroom where my mother kept her eau de toilette, sure. and I drank Chanel Number no. Five straight out of the bottle. Whoa! Yeah, I took a swig of. And I was like, "Oh, this is a liquid. This must be drinkable." And learned you're a classy little kid. <laughs> nothing but the best. Uh, and let me tell you, it was not drinkable. For those of you that are still wondering if you could drink Chanel Number no. Five, this <laughs> has always—I mean, Fernet is something I would sip on, maybe reluctantly, still reluctantly. But I, you know, it's—it's—I'm very curious about it. I'm very intrigued by the taste, and and uh, sure. on its own, I find it uh, a slow sipping drink. And now, in it, this mug is uh, six ounces of of oatmeal stout, which is you know, overtones of chocolate and coffee. And that's a pretty bold taste. As you said, it's difficult to drink on its own. 
so is Fernet. So in this mug, there is a war happening for who is going to trump who. And I don't. I, mean, I think Fernet's winning, and I know I'm losing. The uh, the Fernet is definitely the dominant flavor in that mug. I I uh, right. have to confess, I I took this on a trial run to make sure I didn't feel like I was subjecting you to something too disgusting. I'm okay. I'm up for disgusting. But mouthwash and rubber tires. <laughs> <laughs> James um, says mouthwash and rubber tires. It's it's not far off from the truth. Yeah. Well, it's it's a um, it's a it's a big drink. Mm-hmm. I, I will give it that. It's um. I think that, I think that uh, the thing that I liked about it was that somehow those flavors combined and really made me think about the sensation of shame, which sure. I think is something you were thinking about. Yep. While you were there. Yes, sir. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't know that that's an emotion I want my drink to take me to all the time. But <laughs> sure. I'm kind of glad that I know about this one for, you know, the off chance that i'm uh you know looking to uh to dig on some shame well i mean like so many things we do in our lives ben it's in the interest of science and that's what yeah, this exactly. is i mean we are this is an experiment and i'm okay with trying a bad drink you know yeah I we think should do it all the time yeah uh, every and, week one of us should have a good one and one should have a bad one <laughs> from here on in that's yeah. the new feature yeah who's the loser this week it's me so where do we go from here? Boy, man, if I knew that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying my drink. I'm actually almost done with it. Um, yeah, I would trade you, though, if uh, if we were not separated by a thousand miles. Well, I'll tell you, I cannot wait till we get to do this in the same room, and then we can just, uh, you know, sample sample the drinks. Yeah, man. Together, it'll be, it'll be good. It'd be good to uh, it'd be good to take this this show on the road, you know, being do it from bars that nobody in the bar wants wants us there doing it, <laughs> but we have to pick drinks for each other off of the menu of that bar while everybody else is trying to have a conversation and you know meet the potential love of their life or whatever. Yep, because everyone be, knows that's the best place to meet the love of your life. It'd be a good look. <laughs> Uh, well, it's uh, it's been a it's been a it's been a, a challenging week for me, Chris. But uh, I'm glad that you're not um, rejecting the cocktail that I got you too fervently. Uh, and this is this is uh, we are not hiding anything here. Ben's, you know, speaking through burps, which I anticipate I'll do at some point also. But yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I do it, like this is real. This is straight up this podcast. In my defense, the first cocktail that I came up for you is delicious. Is and, it? Uh, I'm going to pull it out again at some point in the future when uh, do, when do, another appropriate event comes up for it. I mean, do you want to – well, I guess we could just save it. I, I thought, based on the name alone, as I said earlier, it was spot on. And then reading, and I was so excited. And then the, yeah, more, I, the more I read, the more ingredients there were. And it seemed to be like a never-ending list. And I thought, this is not the week – yeah, don't don't spill the beans just yet. I, okay. I really do want to put that cocktail in the uh, in the list. Um, oh. Yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun, man. We will be back at you guys uh, with two new life events and two new drinks to go with them next week. Um, 
And I guess uh, if people out there have events that they need pairings for, they should feel free to tweet at us. Uh, I'm at Benjamin R. That's A-H-R. Uh, I'm at Chris B. Chicken. And uh, if you'd like to check out the recipes for today's drinks, go to the show notes at letsdrinkabout.it. And uh, have a good good day. Good <laughs> drinking. Don't drink and drive. Do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly, as yeah. uh, as it should be said. Yeah, don't don't do anything <laughs> I would do. Don't do, don't do anything you would do? Oh, boy. I don't know. <laughs> the wheels fell off here. The wheels fell off. We're, we're just grinding to a miserable halt at the end of this podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? They can't all be winners, Ben. And what better week to fail than week two? Week two. <laughs> Our sophomore slump. <laughs> all right, Ben. Have a good week, and we'll see you and talk to you next week. Holler. Holler. What's going on with my tiny pants?